Welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole in our June 13th, 2017 episode, Haunted Crime. Welcome to another episode of Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm Mike Ricksecker, your host, and your hostess is Vanessa Hogel. Welcome, Matt Hatters. And go ahead, say hello. <laughs> there are I hate it when I do that. I'm like, say hello, Vanessa. It's like, hi. <laughs> What's up? It's just, it's just a little awkward. I don't know. Whatever. Say hello, Vanessa. I don't know. I know, right? Right. Yeah, they like it when we shoot it from the hip. Yeah, true enough, true enough. So, welcome Mad Hatters to another great episode. We're going to be talking about haunted crimes tonight. So, uh, we're talking about locations in which, you know, had a crime and are now haunted. And we're going to take it from a couple of different perspectives, you know, some of the more famous locations. And then, I was thinking that, uh, like, you know, what Vanessa does with... Uh, her remote viewing can tie into it in a very different angle, but I don't want to get too much into all of that with her because I know she gets kind of inundated with that at times. <laughs> yeah, so um, let's go ahead and give a few early shout outs. Of course, we have Shauna, our chat shenanigator, down there in the chat room doing so much to help us out. My love. <laughs> Hello, good evening. And uh, early on, we had, see, Tammy Sifford was the first one in tonight. Welcome, Tammy. Um, Lynn's White is also in the house tonight. Thank you. Uh, Jay from Michigan. Jay, thank you for joining us again tonight. Uh, Bethany Warner, thanks for stopping in. Dan Hilbert, as always, thank you so much. Uh, BPI Gwen, hey, I finally got to meet Gwen this weekend. That was awesome. So... Um, she was excited. Yeah, yeah, it was great to finally meet Gwen. And you know what? I ought to show you guys. Here's here's the chat room. So any of you that are new to uh, Edge of the Rabbit Hole here and what we do, um, our uh, chat peeps <laughs> uh, are the Mad Hatters. So we uh, threw that out there one day. Would you like to be called? And um, they said Mad Hatters. Cool. So there they are, the Mad Hatters. Uh, who else do we have in here tonight? Uh, Andrew Cox, thanks for joining us. Ectovision Paranormal. Uh, Sean Gilmore, thank you for joining us. There's Vanessa in the chat. All right, Snaggletooth. I, I know. I had to hop out because, of course, as soon as the show starts, <laughs> my son texts me. Right, right. A <laughs> uh, couple more. Donna Bucksbaum, thank you for joining us again. Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. Aaron, thank you. Or is it Britt? <laughs> Sometimes it's one or the other. All right, guys. Uh, Veronica Flores, thank you, and we got to get into the show. We'll do more shout-outs at the end, but of course we always like to do a few up front here. So a couple other housekeeping things to uh, get out of the way uh, real quick, and then we'll get into the show. Um, our Haunted Road Media family member, Kat Gash, um, her husband is back in the hospital, and... Um, yeah, last year he had a uh, stroke, was in the hospital for a long, long time, and we did something special for her um, where, you know, we gave her all of her royalties for her books early, and I threw in a few extra bucks and all that stuff to kind of try to help her out a little bit. So um, pick up her book, Life Amidst the Paranormal. Um, it, it's a really good book, a lot of great, interesting uh, paranormal experiences in here, but, um, yeah, with, with Ray back in the hospital, they, they could use some help. So, um, and Kat's awesome. She's a very, very sweet lady. 
And, uh, yeah, yeah, she really is. So, um, yeah, so to get that, I'll end up putting the link down below if I remember to do so. But uh, you can just go to harderroadmedia.com and get it right through there. Um, also, of course, we have Ghosty. <laughs> you haven't gotten your Ghosty yet? Of course, Ghosty's still available at harderroadmedia.com. And uh, the new, you, you guys okayed it. Edge of the Rabbit Hole shirts. Of course, these are still available as well. Um, and if you have a special size request, please go ahead and um, email me. Right now we have small, medium, large, extra large available. Um, but for a second run, I'll go ahead and do some special size requests, which I probably should have done first time around. And just it was first time we were printing them off. I just did kind of the basics. <laughs> Okay, we're going to be getting Janice on the 23rd, so okay. I need to make sure that I have a medium for her, okay, because she just messaged me and asked me about that. Okay. And um, the doctor that I worked with and the girls that I worked with this uh, past weekend when I was doing surgeries, they all wanted one, <laughs> so they nice. now have the link, and uh, payday is the 23rd, so <laughs> 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 you know, yes. expect, expect some uh, so ordering about that time. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's a uh, it, it's a cool shirt. Uh, I know Gwen picked one up when uh, when I saw them down at the Exchange Hotel, and um, so didn't see Tina Nichols picked one up. I know Chris bought a couple. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, it's cool. It's it's the Mad Hatters official Mad Hatters T-shirt. Awesome stuff. Um, what else? Of course, we're still taking submissions for the third um, Encounters with the Paranormal. Um, book, yeah, Vanessa, get get yours in because I I really only want to keep that open like maybe another month, month and a half because I'm gonna have to start the whole editing process and everything. And my summer's already kind of crazy with because I got to do Vanessa's book. So, <laughs> so there you go. Um, there's one other. I did edit it for you as much as I could, Mike. Oh, I'm. It'll be so fine. So there is minimal you have to do. It'll be fine. The Encounters book can be out. It's going to be out after yours. So I'll, I'll get them in order of precedence. But I just have that window that I eventually need to close. So um, one other thing that I was thinking of that I need to take care of, and I can't remember it right now. Maybe it'll come to me in a little bit in a little while. So all right. So let's go ahead and get into the show, which uh, haunted crimes. So. There's a lot of different ways to look at just the term haunted crimes. Um, you know, are they a reenactment of a crime that happened? You know, the residual energy left at a location. Is it a, um, you know, is it a crime that's uh, about to be committed that, you know, somebody like Vanessa is picking up on? Um, there, there's a lot of different views to look at it, but we'll look into like a couple of the more historic ones first. So... Yes, and Shauna, you need to submit a couple too. <laughs> Just that in the chat. Amity's asking about Amityville. <laughs> oh, oh, Amityville. Um, um, you mean you mean this? Oh, there it is. Oh, oh, who knew? Who knew? Who knew? We're not gonna start. We're gonna start with AJ Holmes. See? <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> No, no, but um, but no. I wanted to start with H. H. Holmes, um, just because you know he had the whole he had the whole murder castle, right? And yeah. and now it's actually a uh, a post office, actually a, a side lot next to the post office, 
Um, and there's like maybe a little section underneath the post office that was part of the basement of the uh, of the murder castle. And they do experience some uh, different energies down there. They've, uh, they've seen some dark shadows down there. Of course, they hear creepy noises. It's the basement, so of course you're going to have that. Um, you know, it, but I guess something that I've always been kind of curious about, because people talk about the the murder castle uh, itself, but people kind of tend to forget that his last few murders were not there. Um, although people that you know had uh, suffered those murders uh, there, some of the more horrific ones, uh, were at the murder castle. But his last few weren't there, um, and his whole you know insurance scheme. Um, you know, he, he murdered the guy in an office, um, a couple of uh, uh, children that he ran off with. He killed them in different uh, houses and locations uh, across the uh, across the country. Um, and nobody really talks about, you know, those houses and whether or not those houses may have, in those buildings, have some sort of activity going on. So um, I thought we could talk about that a little bit. And you know, kind of take a different angle, a different perspective on the H.H. Holmes murder. So what do you think, Vanessa? What about those other locations? Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's, a lot of it is going to be based on intent, um, on the intensity of the crimes, how much the crimes were committed in a particular area, because you're going to talk about saturation of, of feelings, you know, emotions, the fear being the biggest one. That I have found, honestly, that fear leaves the biggest imprint. Now, you would think that love would and things like that, and it does. It leaves a great one. But the most lasting is fear. And to me, the other areas are going to have a higher saturation and concentration of that type of, of energy than one where only it happened a couple of times, two or three times. Yeah, and... I have found that in my own personal investigations, you know, that the areas that had um, an excessive amount of activity, especially one that spanned over years, really tend to be just almost sick with them. And the other thing, and something that, that we haven't brought up, and I know if Gwen's watching this, she would agree with me, <clears throat> is that that saturation of, of, of those emotions actually affect people who are on the property years later and yeah. it can actually kind of influence them to commit similar crimes. Okay, so um, you think they, they would become what so oppressed? Maybe? Well, or are they just feeling like a heaviness for what's what's kind of an oppression anyway? Yeah, what I have found, um, uh, because I did investigate a particular location that had a lot of um, sexual violence. Mm -hmm. a lot of sexual violence um, to, to minors and otherwise. And that happened hundreds of years ago and was still kind of causing the new people over the decades after that lived on that same property to commit crimes of a similar nature. So you know, kind of the so same, same reenactment happening again. You think maybe, well, let yes. me throw this out there. Do you think that maybe there's an, an energy there associated with the property? We kind of dealt with this um, almost a little bit at the Edmund House um, that we did for, for The Haunted. Um, that there was a possibility that that 
that there was original energy there, uh, maybe associated with the land that was causing multiple people to have the same emotions, same feelings. In that case, it was to commit suicide. Um, you know, because it happened, you know, there was one actual suicide, there was, um, you know, one attempted, and then uh, with the third one, you know, she was getting those feelings of, you know, wanting to, to do that. Um, so it kind of made you wonder that maybe it wasn't, you know, somebody who, you know, died there, you know, the, uh, uh, it would have been the father of the original homeowner, you know, maybe it wasn't his spirit, but maybe it was something that was already there, you know, with the property. So do you think that maybe at some of these locations that have had, uh, you know, multiple crimes like that, maybe it's not, you know, the murderer, you know, from the original crime, maybe it's something that predated the murderer uh, of that crime and got into his, his psyche and to, you know, maybe oppressed him to get him to do that. And then once he was gone, he was out of the picture, in jail, dead, whatever, that, you know, new person in the house or building now, and now that entity or, you know, oppressive energy is doing the same thing to this new person. Um, it's, it's always a possibility. It's always a possibility. Um, I tend to feel like it, it, like it has to have a beginning. And it, it could be the land. It could be whatever the land has seen it, and kind of an amalgam of emotions that can cause those things. But when you have a specific act, like suicide, that is affecting one person to where they actually commit it, another to where they attempt it, and another where they're actually thinking about doing it, that is very specific, a very specific behavior pattern. And to me, that would be more of a specific entity or spirit or ghost, whatever you want to call it, whatever makes you comfortable, okay, that is actually almost kind of like jumping in like they do me. They kind of jump on in, you know. And to me, that's what it would be. If you're talking about just random violence, then it, it could be many different crimes or many different situations that happen on a particular plot of land, and that gives you the, the broad span of criminal behavior that could, that could happen from it. But if it's specific, that leads me to believe that it is, it is an individual. Okay. That's what I've run into. No, and, and that makes sense to me. Um, yeah, it's. Um, well, yeah, if, if, it, if it's too if it's too random, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't jive. If it's specific, there if there's specific. an individual that is that is doing their damnedest, either a to try and have that happen, or b their their memory, their their leftovers. The leftover mm -hmm. energy, so to speak, that, that's imprinted on that area is so strong that it just it just affects those that are there now. Yeah. Uh, if you're talking about random ones, I would be really interested, and I wished I would have thought about this beforehand, and I didn't. So, y'all are hearing about it now. Um, I wish that there was a way to go about seeing different areas, like um, and was it White Church? White Chapel in England, okay. where the uh, yeah where the uh, the Ripper case happened, or with H. H. Holmes or any of these other areas right. that have had a high level of um, of uh, violent behavior in the past um, that might have left a spiritual or paranormal imprint. I would love to see if there's a way to track 
those specific areas and, and what has happened in them, paranormally speaking, since, or if they have affected in the same way and not just random, it had the same type of crimes been committed over and over and over in those areas. Right. I think that would be one hell of a study. Oh, it would definitely be interesting. Yeah, I mean, did, you know, were there any, um, you know, crimes like that that, you know, predated homes in that area? Um, the thing about homes, though, is it, it, it's, it seemed to kind of follow him. You know, if, if you look at his life, um, you know, he was doing things, you know, at a young age that kind of really built up uh, who he became. But, um, I mean, there could have been something there that tipped him over the edge. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Could have been. It's so hard to say because, I mean, that, what I just saw on Facebook, I think it was yesterday or the day before, you know, about um, a, a family that, you know, killed, killed their young daughter because they said that she was possessed by demons, you know? Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't believe that to be accurate. But, you know, there's always, and we, you and I know this, we know what happens. There is always a chance that you can have an attachment that can cause you to do something. Oh, you sure. know, this is awful. And it just, it, it does make one wonder, you know, it, um, if any of those people like H.H. H. Holmes or, or anything had an attachment, had something sitting on their shoulder telling them what to do. Does it make them innocent? But... I mean, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm really curious about Well, uh, you know, Holmes believed the devil was with him. Uh, he, he, I forget exactly what the quote was, what the comment was, but, um, yeah, he, he believed the devil was with him since he was young. You know, that was just his, to him, it was kind of his fate in life. It's like, the devil was with me. This is, this is what I did. This is what I do. So That's kind of a terrifying thought. It is. It is. So he was, he, that's what he felt, and he was okay with that. Well, and now, people will scoff at that, but I'm going to tell you something that very few people know, um, very, very few people know. I, well, everyone knows I practice pediatric dentistry, and I worked for um, a dental office years ago where I had a little boy that I, that I was working on, and I couldn't even finish. I physically had to get up. And I had to go tell my manager, I can I cannot work on this child. And she yeah. says, why? And I said, because I've already seen what he's going to do, and I can't work on him. Oh, wow. It was awful. Okay, Activision Paranormal, that's um, Sean Gilmore. Which hey, go, check, go check out Activision Paranormal's channel. Got some great videos out there. Um, can a spirit, just scroll by, can a spirit or demon really make you kill, though? Can they take away all of your self-control? Um, I think what happens is, you know, you still, you know, you still have free will, but I think they become so influential over you that um, it, their suggestion almost becomes like your own thought. And so you're, you're making the decision off of, you know, all this, um, you know, very oppressive, um, I, I what do you want to call it, Vanessa? Um, um, they are like a drug. Yeah. And just a drug can, can affect your decision-making skills <laughs> and your ability to reason. Uh, so can a malevolent attachment. And I have proof. And yeah. that is not something that I ever claim, but I actually have proof. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you, you hear of, and I've, and I've, you know, been on cases where, um, you know, the person that has the attachment is just totally not themselves. They'll have like moments where they are themselves, but then all of a sudden they just turn into this whole other person, and you know, and still, you know, I, I don't call it a, you know, possession, you know, but an oppression. Um, because it's like something's just working on them so hard that, you know, they end up just buying into what they're being fed and doing it. So they're still making their own conscious decision to do these different things and be this, uh, these ways, even if it's at a just very, you know, remote, you know, conscious level, you know. Well, and people don't know enough about this, and, and rightfully so, because if this isn't, the bad part of it isn't something that people talk about a lot of. And this is actually something that I've left out of the new book. And, but okay. I'm, I'm going to tell you all now. I'm going to tell this you now. This is not in the new book. It's not in the new book. So, I mean, this is, no one has heard this yet except for the people involved. Mike, you haven't even heard this. Okay? Okay. Um, one of the investigations that I was on in Virginia, um, where some bad things happened to me, um, we were supposed to go to an additional location. And I was pretty much forbidden to go there um, by uh, a dear friend of mine. He says, it's not going to end well for you. This is not going to be good. We might not get you back. Oh, wow. And this, yes, this particular location I had already remote viewed for and told one of the parties that was aware of it exactly um, three pictures that were sent to me of the house. I told her what was happening in each room, what each room was for, and um, what I felt was going on there. And I said, if you can just get me to the property, just get me to the property a little bit, and I can stop that shit. Trust me. And I and my friend said, a different friend said, absolutely not. You're not allowed to go to the property. And, Y'all know me, I've got to really trust this person for somebody to tell me I can't do something. Right. Because I, I don't play that way. But he knew. And he knew. He knew what was going to happen to me. And the night before I was, I had wanted to go to that property was the night that I got taken over by about 20 or 30 of them. And they were taking me to that house. I know where I was going. They were taking me on foot to that house. This is when I had to be tackled in the driveway. Okay? Here's the thing. The person that lived in that house did not, had already, had already told um, their relative that if I stepped foot on that property that I, I wasn't going to make it off. Okay? They already told them that. If I stepped foot on that property I wasn't going to make it off. The next day after I was tackled in the driveway they called their relative and said well, why don't you bring your friend over? Hmm. Why isn't she coming? I thought she said, we're going to bring her. Trying to get me on that property. Because okay. the 20 or 30 that had hopped into me didn't make it. Oh, wow. Does that make any sense? Did y'all follow that? <laughs> I think I so. Was, I was being led there for not good purposes. Right. It was not going to be good for me. This person who lives in that house had been summoning, had been um, playing with things that he should not play with, and inviting things in that he should not invite. Gotcha. And 
that's what wanted me there. And they were affecting his judgment, the way he dealt with relatives. Um, What's going on? Okay. Um, well, so there was a question in the chat about what's the blue light behind Vanessa. Yep. <laughs> I saw it too. So, what's the blue light behind you? I just, I, I was, I, my door doesn't move, and it just started creaking when I was talking. So I shut the door. Is it Ralph? <laughs> I think I should. I think I maybe should have kept that away to myself. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> Is Ralph related to the story? My house the end of the night. Okay. Well, is, is Ralph related to the story? Um, no, Ralph is no. older. Okay. Okay. Ralph but is something's going on in your house. It seems like there's always something going on back there whenever we get the show started. Like, I think he likes the show. Is Ralph a mad hatter? Hey. Hey, you know what? You gotta have fans, right? Could be. Could be. Ralph, Ralph could be a Mad Hatter. Oh, Ralph is an asshole. <laughs> just put it okay. that. <laughs> but, I mean, I hope, I, I, I couldn't give away names or else it would make it a whole lot easier to discuss that particular situation. Sure, yeah, I get it. But I know firsthand that they can affect a person's logical way of thinking, yeah. how they interact with others, and they can actually promote violence to well, yeah, so it's not a stretch. Well, let's take that and roll into Amityville. Because Ronnie DeFail, otherwise known as Butch DeFail, um, did have at least one of his stories. He's had a few of them over the years. One of them was that he got possessed or influenced by an evil spirit uh, to commit the murders. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's one of the tales. I mean, there's so many different tales. Uh, that have come out of this, and to me, the the real horror is is the murders, not the story that the the Lutz family came up with. Um, and so, I mean, a couple of them, you know, have to do with you know either you know he did it alone, he was possessed or influenced, there were drugs involved. There's another story of of you know his sister helped him, and then at the end he killed his sister and. You know, a, a lot of different possibilities, and he's changed his story. You know, like three or four times now um it's really ever gotten down to the the real the real truth of it um you know because one of the most unusual things about it is that you know it was a quiet evening and he was blowing off a gun you know how many times and nobody heard it you know the movie has it as a you know you know thunder and lightning and a storm going on and all no that didn't happen at all um, it was a, uh, it was a quiet night and somehow, some way, you know, he got all these shots off without anybody hearing it. So I don't know if there's, you, you don't know if he was, you know, truly possessed, if the sister was involved, you know, he wasn't you know possessed. There's, what's that? He wasn't possessed. I actually covered this on the rain show. Did um, okay. This is what, this is what they've told me. Um, he wasn't possessed. Uh, the only thing that he was possessed by was drugs, alcohol, and the fact that incest and verbal abuse and physical abuse ran rampant in that family. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, there was all kinds of domestic violence and hmm. you know, all kinds of yeah. um, you know crazy stuff. There were mob connections, in fact, and I actually did include this. Um, I'm going to plug a... Uh, 
a, a documentary series, and they don't even know I'm plugging it, but Shattered Hopes. It's a three-part documentary series um, on the Amityville house, primarily on the DeFeo family. They do touch on the, on the Lutz uh, story a little bit. Um, of course, they have to. And, yeah. uh, but they actually have interviews with, with Butch DeFeo in jail, all that stuff. Uh, but they go deep, deep, deep into um, you know, all the mob connections and all of that stuff that were, that were involved in this, in this case. And yes, drugs and domestic violence, and just it was really, really a. Um, the big kicker was incest. Yeah. That was the big kicker. That was the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. That was the one thing that just couldn't be reasoned away in his mind. That's the one thing that could not be reasoned away in his mind. Uh, he is actually one who, if any, if, if there's anybody with a lot of money out there watching this, no. one of my dreams is to actually go and interview some of these people. You know, because I, I think I actually could get something out of them. I really do. You know, I'm a sweet gal. Don't talk to me. <laughs> you know, let's give it a go. Um, and I'm, I'm not afraid. So, yeah. um, but that that's the thing that could not, could not jump up. Could not, could not get past that. And that is the main reason behind what happened. Yeah. So, let me ask you this. We'll jump around a little bit here. Um, the Ghost Boy. Uh-huh. Do you think he's John DeFeo? Um, now, for those of you viewers that don't know, basically, um, this was from a camera uh, was set up by a professional photographer in the house. He snapped off, you know, a series, boom, 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 of all kinds of pictures. This was in one single frame of that photograph series. Nobody was up there at the time. Um, but in this one frame... I believe, it's, I believe it's real. Yeah. I really do. I always have. Yeah, this is, this is one of those that has never had a proper explanation for, other than it most likely is a legit uh, paranormal photograph. Yeah, it's, it's never been a doubt in my mind that it was. Um, when Nor when uh, Noreen and I have done some of the shows like the, the Ghost Pigs, um, there have been some where I'm like, no, 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 no. I can do better than that on my phone. This, to me, is legit. And if anybody can prove me wrong on that, so be it. By all means, please have at it. But I have always felt that this was, that this was legit. And I believe he's still there. Yeah. So... And that's heartbreaking for me because I'm a mom, you know. I mean, it's just it's heartbreaking. It is. But, it is. Yeah. And it's, you know, if there is, you know, a haunting of that house, you know, it's, you know, likely the family members, not, you know, a, you know, a red-eyed pig because I mean that. <laughs> I know, right? The, Jody the pig. Okay, the the whole the whole pig thing. I just hit that real quick. There was a cat. A neighborhood cat named Jody, and they would make fun of this cat. It would appear in their window. Um, they would make fun of this cat because I guess it was big, and they'd call it, you know, a pig, even though it was a cat. So that was yeah. Jody the pig was a neighborhood cat. Um, I mean, but it's again, it's movies, and they have to do what they have to do. Well, I, I was in the book first, but yeah, it was yeah. whatever the but, whatever but the Lutz family came up. With. I remember with um, with uh, Annabelle. It was right yeah. and all. Well, yeah, they got to change that up for Hollywood, sure, sure. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to do what they're going to do. It's just, it's the story, not the Hollywood hype yeah. of it. 
you know, that, that always intrigues me. Yeah, but you know, the the real story is so much more intriguing anyway, you know, and, and there are there are things that go on, like, you know, like that photograph, you know, the the family that had been living in it, the house went up for sale last year, but the families that have lived in it since have claimed that the house hasn't been haunted. I think that they are not admitting to anything because they don't want the publicity, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's not what was in the book or in the movies or, or what have you. Um, you know, of course, there's also um, some Indian burial grounds nearby, so that's always kind of played into it as well. Uh-huh. You know, but well, uh, the the family <laughs> being there that was murdered, yeah, I, I believe that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the thing is, and that that's what kills me, and that's what it always bothers me about when people talk about hauntings, and oh, well, you know, people lived in the house for 20 years after the fact, and they never had anything. We had, you and I have discussed this, mm-hmm. and, and went in depth with it. Before that, time is irrelevant. Just yeah, they don't have that sense of time. Years, yeah. Yeah. Just, just because it's twenty years now doesn't mean it's twenty years in that realm. It is right. literally irrelevant. You know. Also, so much plays into part. You know, are are they gifted in any way? Do they have any you know sensitive abilities? Are they complete and total skeptics? Which you and I both know. If someone is a die-hard skeptic, you know, a, a ghost could come down and wiggle on their face, and they would still swear it didn't happen. Right. No, we've <laughs> talked about that before, where the, the, a die-hard skeptic will just say, well, it's something you would call a ghost, but for me, it's just something I can't explain yet, even though they they know they've had the experience, they just don't want to admit it. <laughs> But that, but you're gonna have people like that. You're you're gonna have people that you're gonna have people where it's like no matter what happens, they can have an apparition standing right in front of their face, talking to them, and they will say, "No, it's not a ghost." And then you'll have the other side of the spectrum where everything's a ghost. You know, exactly. you're gonna have a speck of dust falling from the ceiling. Oh, there's a ghost. You know. Just... <laughs> yes. It always does tickle me. It really yeah. does. But I mean, but that's what paranormal means. It means along the side of normal. Right. So if you can't explain it, and it's not normal, it is paranormal. That does not mean, you know, that you have to believe in them. But it just means that, you know, if you can't explain it, it's not normal. It's paranormal. That's by definition. That's what it means. But it's it's true. I have known people who have had experiences that rival mine. Right. And they will justify and rationalize and take it apart so much that they will convince themselves it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all, of course. you know what? You're more nuts than me. <laughs> so, Andrew Cox says, Mike, I heard a kid's voice in my apartment at 2.30 a.m. The kid's voice told me, um, w- told, will you please stop? And I was reading and researching the Amityville murders, and I've seen the autopsy pics. This was in 2011. Um, interesting. Interesting. So I heard, heard a child's voice saying stop. Um, yeah, you know, the autopsy pics are really, really gruesome. Um, another thing that's interesting about this, um, you know, the, the photographs apparently are still available, but you know a number of items from the murder that night you go into the police evidence room, gone. So that uh, 
that series that I was talking about that I showed a little while ago. Um, you know, when they were doing their research, and of course they went down there to the uh, to the police station because they're supposed to have everything still, you know, in the uh, in the evidence lockers, and things have gone missing <laughs> over the years. And Has so, anybody checked eBay? Makes you wonder. Don't makes it? you wonder. Oh yeah, it it happens. It actually happens in a lot of cases like that where you know time goes on and they become trophy items for you know some course unsavory officers and, so. yeah yeah and I just ugh, it just drives me crazy uh, that's I mean, but that's another place I would love to go into I mean oh, yeah. I, I know I, I I say this a lot it's true I would actually spend the night there oh well of course yeah it bother me a bit yeah um, well you know that's it, one of the things that actually you know, got got me rolling with the paranormal. I mean, I had you know a couple experiences when when I was a kid, and you know, I had written you know some short stories as a kid, all that stuff. But when I read that book, um, I was a freshman in high school, and I read that book, and instead of scaring me, I was just I was intrigued and curious, and was like, I want to go there. I want to find out what really happened. Of course, I'm reading the book, and the book says, "Oh, this is true. This is what happened," and then I. As a kid, I'm believing that, and um, yeah, so it's one of those things that inspired me to be, you know, even you know more curious about the paranormal and, and you know really get into this. So you know, I do have to credit Amityville for that. I kind of do too. Yeah. I was. I actually begged. I begged my mother to take me to go see the movie when it came out. Keep in mind, mm -hmm. I was about this big. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm not much bigger now, but I was about this big, mm -hmm. and I, I I begged her, and I can tell you the exact scene that that scared me, and out of all of it, you wouldn't think it'd be this one. Right. But do you remember when the cat jumped up in the window? Well, yeah, yeah. I literally jumped from my seat. Without touching the floor, my my happy ass hopped straight up in the air and landed in my mother's lap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, never, never, I mean, nothing but net. Okay. Right. And, but but that kind of that along with um, the exorcist and everything else, it just kind of you know solidified my need to to go into this to delve into it a little bit more because of what I do. You know, and um, didn't make me go public, mm -hmm. but. It, it did. It did do the same thing for me. Yeah, uh, Tammy Heisman is uh, saying the same thing in chat. She says the Emmerdale horror book. I used to read it over and over uh, when I was a young teenager. I wore the book out. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I read the first one, and then you know any uh, variation because I had a lot of them. Um, I tried to get a hold of. Um, there was one that was about um, the objects from the house. Of course, it was a total fabrication, a total fiction, but it, it was. Um, you know, stories about haunted objects from the house. And so, um, you know, and I was just, I was in a small town. That was like the two books that they had. Um, really? Were the original and that one. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I was hard-pressed to get my hands on, you know, anything relating to uh, the, the paranormal. Um, you know, anything about, you know, spirits or the occult or whatever, you know, they... You know, it was hard to find those in the library back then, which is one of the reasons why I loved, and I've talked about this before, 
you know, why I love the advent of the internet is because it gave you access to that information and, um, and connecting with people who had had similar experiences. So, um, that, that's so true. I mean, yeah. it, it, these discussions, you're absolutely right. They wouldn't be happening without this type of form. Right. Oh, absolutely. Anyways, you know, and, it's, and I think it's still a lot for the field. I can't, I can't bitch about that. It's kind of, some, oh, sure. some areas aren't so good, but, you know, but it's done a lot for the field. And I'm thankful for it every day, or else I wouldn't be doing this. Um, what other cases you got there? Well, um, the other one that I threw up there is just a uh, photo of John Wilkes Booth. Now, this is a crime. This is an assassination of a president. And his trail... It's like every place he touched has some sort of paranormal activity going on. There's the, the Surratt House where um, they, you know, after they fled Washington, they got provisions from. Um, they had like rifles uh, hidden in the walls and you know, uh, all kinds of stuff that were set out for them there to pick up on their flight out of Washington. In fact, it was um, <laughs> one, of the, one of the rifles uh, did in Mary Surratt is basically what happened because... It, the way they had it was, um, if you can imagine, um, up in the attic area, um, you know, the way the uh, houses were done back then is, you know, you had the, you know, the, uh, the main beams going down and then they had the small, beam, the small pieces of wood going across and they plastered over, right? So from essentially the attic, you could look down all the way and it was just, you know, this narrow... Um, space if you could essentially look all the way down to you know the bottom of the house so what they did is they hung up from the rafters of the attic the um the rifles that hung down in between the walls and well they mishandled one of them and it fell down into the uh wall in the uh, in the dining room and so basically you know when the authorities came they tore out the wall and got this rifle and that did in mary surratt uh but that house is haunted with um, you know, a, a number of different things, you know, like heavy bootsteps, you've seen a, um, um, a Victorian era, era woman there, I think there's been a little girl, I can't remember all the different things, but, so there's that house, there's the Samuel Mudd house, which is where um, John Wilkes Booth had his leg tended to, um, and I've been there a number of times, um, that house is extremely haunted, I've had some interesting experiences there, um, where they've got the, the bed impression, um, in the room that John Wilkes Booth had slept in, it, like in the mornings, there's this impression in the bed as if somebody had been sleeping there. Uh, people have seen, um, well, my friend Rhonda Dixon got a, a photograph of Samuel Mudd there, a fantastic photograph. Um, his wife has been seen there, and then all kinds of other stuff that goes on in the house. Um, there's the, the dolls that get thrown off the chair. Um, so that house is haunted. Um, and then there's the whole legend of, you know, it's kind of a conspiracy theory of did John Wilkes Booth actually escape? And, you know, so there's the Granbury Theater, yeah, there's the Granbury Theater in Texas that's supposed to be haunted with the spirit, and then in Enid, there's, it's a, a furniture store now, um, but it had been a, um, a hotel or something at one point, and they still have his room there, you know, from the, from the day that he died. Um, and that's supposed to be haunted as well. So there's all these different locations that John Wilkes Booth has um, had been ever since he uh, assassinated uh, Abraham Lincoln. That that are all haunted. Yeah, he 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 did escape. So <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you that right now. So just be okay with it. 
Uh, I wrote about it. It's in um, Ghosts and Legends of Oklahoma. So, yeah, I'm I'm quite fine with it. Yeah. It's an interesting tale. The thing is, um, and and this is just my my version of it. This is the way that I look at it. Anytime you have any type of traumatic activity or or a, a high emotional instance that happens someplace, yes, you can leave your imprint on that. Yes, you can have hauntings or poltergeist activity or whatever the heck you want to call it happen in those locations. But what it can also do is kind of punch a hole and allow other things to come in and and other types of activity to happen from something that wasn't even tied there. It's just it's any place that has a high emotional vibration or any person who has a high emotional vibration can, can draw a paranormal activity. So it doesn't mean that it's necessarily that person that is haunting. Um, but it, it, it could be, if it, especially like we were talking about before, if it's random, it, it could be just that they punched a hole, you know, and, and allowed others to come in as well. I mean, at least that's what I found. I mean, you call it a portal or whatever, I just punch a hole. They punched a hole. <laughs> I don't really know what right. to call it. <laughs> so, so, so what about this? Maybe it's not, you know, just a person that's there, but maybe... Because we talk about like a person becoming a, a beacon for like you, um, you know, for other for spirits to come, you know, talk to them through them um, at whatever. Um, but paranormal, supernatural activity spirits become really, really attracted to a, a single person, and we call you know we call them well, they're like a beacon. What about a specific building or a house that maybe so much energy is built up there over the years from different things that have happened there that the building itself becomes a beacon for those spirits to flock to. I agree that that can happen. I've been in certain places where it was like a fucking train station. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason to it. There is um, different time frames. I mean, you can see somebody walking past you that looks like they walked out of a sepia picture from the 1920s Mm -hmm. or somebody from the Civil War or somebody from the Revolutionary War or whatever. You know, it's, they don't seem to know each other's there, but I can see them. And it literally is. It's like you're in the middle of Grand Central Station, you know. Um, And like I said, punch the hole, you know. Um, Buildings can be the same thing. I I mean, certain materials are actually, um, have a higher vibration quality than allow paranormal activity. Oh, sure, sure. Limestone. Yeah, you're talking about limestone, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have... um, and because we, I mean, any natural stone, think about that, you know, I mean, right. what do we use the paranormal field for pendulums? What do we use for for cleansing to protect our home? Um, anything like that. You, those natural stones have vibrational energy, yeah. you know. Well, I'm just thinking, that. I, I guess what I'm just thinking is, you know, here's this, here's this guy, he's just committed this, you know, atrocity. You know, he, you know, murders pregnant. And he's carrying that type of energy with him across the across the countryside. You know everything he just did, of course, and then a, you know he jumps out of the balcony and breaks his leg. So now he has all of this, um, you know, pain that he's you know physical pain that he's in. So he's got the negativeness of the murder. He's got the pain that he's in right now, and he's traipsing across the countryside with all of that. So you know our you know supernatural entities, our spirits 
seeing that? Are they picking up on it somehow and following along with him? You know, very possible, very very possible, and it's. I mean, you can people can poo poo it away all they want to, and so they can reason away, they can justify, you know, different things that are happening. But fact of the matter is, you you can't deny when when something leaves a trail. You just can't, you know, when somebody like myself or or someone like you know. Gwen or Don or, or anyone else goes in and they, they go into a location and they can they can pick up on things that can be verified later. You can't deny. I don't care how I don't care who you are. You can't deny that that is solid evidence of things that they couldn't possibly know. And it if it spans generations, that's a trail. Yeah. That it, it's just showing you that. You know. Um, and like I said, the, the whole train station thing, bus station, whatever the hell you want to call it, airport, I don't care. But when you have that many different people coming through, but they're drawn to a particular way, it's kind of like uh, living in Oklahoma, okay? Oh. I'm going on a limb here, I'm jumping out of that hole, but it's kind of like living in Oklahoma, where we are situated in the United States, we always know, for the most part, within a few miles, the, the, the line that tornadoes are going to go on. Yeah. We always know. Yeah, your tornado alley, with, right. Yeah, with the jet stream and everything else. Yep. Who's to say, and that's all energy. Who's to say you can't have the same thing paranormally speaking? Maybe. I'm jumping out there, but just roll with me, okay? Got a question so, from the uh, chat room. Yeah. Okay, this one's a little more specific. It's from Bethany Warren. Okay. And she says, I'm moving into a new home where there was domestic abuse. The couple is still together, but should I be worried? That home needs to be cleansed before she moves in. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have time. the negative, oppressive energy from, from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She has three rooms that she needs to focus the most on, and that is the bedroom, the bathroom, and the kitchen. Okay. That is the bathroom. I, I, I want to say it's only got one in it, but if it does have more, it's the bathroom that's closest to the master bedroom. Those... Three rooms are the ones that she needs to focus the majority of her energy on, and she needs to start in the bedroom and work her way out. And every damn window needs to be open. She needs to have all the juice behind it as far as, as get that energy out of there. And um, it needs to happen at least once a week for a good two months. Period. Okay. She so, says there are only four rooms in the house. So Okay. So, so I guess. bedroom, bathroom, and kitchen. All right. Gotta happen. Okay, so I I hope that helps Bethany. So yeah, you definitely want to get that close. Bethany holler at me on Facebook. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, somebody asked a question like that, we gotta take it, so Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's, that's we gotta take care of our mad hatters. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um what's what else are they putting in there? Uh, okay. Shauna's taking care of her too, so good. Well, yeah, and, and Shauna is. I mean, they were talking uh, some things about stones and stuff like that because um, it's, it's kind of interesting. It's like, um, you know, like, even, even if it's like a small snippet of, you know, something like that, it'll get mentioned like for, you know, like five seconds, they will start a whole conversation on that in the chat room and just I run with it, it which is great. I love so. it. This is, I mean, it's not just us networking, it's them. Yeah. You know, and we're getting that conversation going. And I, I, to me, there's nothing better. Yeah. 
Yeah, because there's you know there's a lot of different you know perspectives on you know all of this that we we've all been experiencing you know throughout our, our entire lives, and so you know Vanessa and I don't have all the answers, so we're open to all kinds of you know discussion. You know, there's been some you know you know great insight and opinions and what have you within the chat room. You know, there's no there's no end all be all. There's no you know I know this you know for a fact blah 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 most of what we're talking about is, is theory and speculations like we have ideas of what's going on and what have you but it we really need to you know discuss through it. it's like you know so hey we learn as much from our bad habits as they learn from us oh yeah absolutely absolutely That's so snaggletooth has a uh, question for you okay. uh says i have a question for vanessa my wife's father passed away in 2002 my apartment is haunted could the spirit that is haunting my apartment be my wife's father coming back to check up on my wife it could be um but it isn't always uh, when i because i read that question as you were reading it okay um, the person that i actually see when i read this question he is male but he's not the wife's father that doesn't okay. mean the wife the wife's father doesn't come there doesn't mean the dad didn't come there but the fellow that I see is in his early to mid-30s. He has brown hair, brown eyes, stockier build, maybe 5'10". He's not a tall fella. Um, I see him with a lot of drink. You know, with mm -hmm. um, it seems to be there's always a drink in his hand, and I don't mean water or soda pop. Um, okay. He's <laughs> okay, so he's got all those white... Nike tennis shoes with the blue stripe on. Do you remember those high tops from like the 80s? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I see that. <laughs> and he's got on a jean jacket and he's wearing one of those, um, like the flannel shirts underneath it. So it's kind of like he's across from the preppy kid from Breakfast Club and Grudge. So if you could cross Judd Nelson and Emilio Estevez, that's what he looks like to me as far as his dress goes. Oh, wow. His tends to run a little bit longer um, around the back and short on the top of the sides, but not full mullet, not full mullet. He's clean shaven. Um, he's always playing loud music, always playing loud music. It's like he never got out of high school, even though he was in his 30s. He's playing loud 80s music. I'm all for that. Oh, uh, who wouldn't be, right? <laughs> Okay. Um, That's my kind of ghost he, right he, there. He, he brings. He brings a, um, Except the drinking part. Yeah, he brings a smoke smell with him. Mm. Um, I want to say that it was it, that it was trauma that killed him. Okay. But it's something about it feels intentional. Hmm. Okay. Whether it was his intent or somebody else's, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I hope that helps, Snaggletooth. I do too. Yeah. Colorado. Um, I do want to give a, uh, a shout out here. I know I usually stay, do the shout outs at the beginning and um, at the end of the show, but I thought this one was really interesting. Mandy and Joyce um, says, thank you for always doing uh, good shows. Just got up to get the show. And again, I have overslept in the UK. Love and light <laughs> to you all. So getting up in the UK to catch the show, you got to love that because they they're five hours ahead of us. So... Yeah. Ahead of me, I guess they're six hours ahead of you. Yeah. So that's that's the middle of the night right there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So. Um, well, uh, Snackletooth said thank you, Vanessa and Mike, but I don't know if 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 anything was if that's verified. You know, so mm -hmm. I'm hoping that they'll contact either one of us and let us know because if I can do anything to help, I will. 
Um, what I uh, mention something else. Um, Shauna's uh, talking to Sean in the chat room, uh, talking about the uh, the amethyst that uh, that I got for her um, a while back. That that piece of amethyst was the, and see, I think stuff like this matters too. Um, it wasn't store bought. Um, it wasn't something that I picked up at a um, you know like a um, you know like a paranormal convention or a spirit fair or something like that where they got you know the the bins of stones and all that. It was a piece of amethyst that I actually got from the ground myself. Um, it was at Moorfield Mine in Virginia. So this is just west of Richmond. And um, they periodically at Moorfield Mine will let people onto the premises to um, go through a, a lot of their, you know, their offshoot stuff. And they have the sluice boxes and all this stuff that's there. So this is a, it was a piece of amethyst that I actually got while mining there. Um, and then I had, at the time, a vibratory tumbler, and I polished it down a little bit and all that stuff to make it kind of shiny. So I think that matters when you personally get a stone like that from the earth yourself. I, I think going through that process and even, you know, adding to the fact that, you know, I polished it up and all that, I think that adds a little bit of its own personal energy to it. What do you think, Vanessa? I agree completely. Completely. Matter of fact, um, when I was in England for my uh, friend Chris Lover, I actually took a stone from the Hellfire Caves. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and people don't know why when they read the book. Um, but talk, about to, some, to, talk about some crime going down. Yeah. But, well, no. No, I mean, it was literally from, like, the wall. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but uh, if... if it's so much different picking it up from the ground and, and holding it yourself and just, I mean, knowing that nobody else has touched that. And that is literally the Earth's energy and yours right. on that. That's it. And so you have the rain and, and the dirt and everything else that's just saturated that for so long. And then you give it to her. And that, to me, that is a million times more powerful. Than something you would pick up in a store, and the, the stuff in the store is good. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, not knocking it, but, but damn. I, I think yeah, but <laughs> okay. I just think that whole process adds something to it. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Plus, all the energy that you had when you got it what? is off. <laughs> so damn, you know what I mean? I'm answering a question real quick in here. Uh, Jana was asking, uh, "What's the best stone one-off attachments?" We discussed this on. Um, the last show, I think it was the last show. So instead of talking, I think so. I think that, I, yeah, yeah. Well, we were, ta we were talking about like black type of stones, like onyx, jet, yeah, onyx, jet, um, obsidian. Yeah, obsidian. Um, yeah. You can add a, a hematite is good actually yeah. to uh, kind of balance your vibration. But for somebody like Jana, Jana, you're watching this, so I don't have to tie a bit because I'm I'm sucking at that right now. Um, <laughs> jet would be. The best choice, okay. you know, because she's my people's. So I mean, Jet would honestly be the best choice for that. Um, and for those who are looking into any stonework, always keep a kyanite, black or blue, doesn't matter. If you keep a kyanite um, around, and and they're they're a little pricey, you know, but they look like blue or black wood is what they look like. Um, you can actually use those to to. Um, 
Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Cleanse your own stones. Not charge them, but cleanse them. It'll, it'll, um, it'll pull off any negative energy that might have attached itself to your stone. So that's something good to have around. Um, a nice little, like a little velvet bag with a kyanite in it and put your other stone in that bag with it. Close it up and leave it in there overnight and that'll cleanse that stone. So just a little, little witchy tip for you. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. So go check out their channel too when you guys uh, get a moment. Um, said uh, in regards to the whole amethyst thing. Mike, it's like the Buddhist monk green, green tea prayer experiment or mom making you chicken soup. It's love. And yeah, <laughs> it definitely love has a lot to do with it. Yes. So, well, you yes. know, Vanessa, we are, it's an hour. We're at the hour watch. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I only had two cigarettes. Wow. Okay. That's pretty good. You cutting back? Yeah. <laughs> I should, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably be helpful. <laughs> I know, right? Actually, Janet wrote me on here and said, would you like that damn cigarette already? Right. You were holding it for a while. <laughs> um... It's not who said that uh, he messaged you on Facebook. Yeah, I saw that. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely go on there and check that out. Okay, cool. So, I still can't remember what the heck it was, the other thing that I was supposed to mention at the beginning of the show. I don't know. I, I don't know. There was something. We do need to tell everybody that we will be at the SilCon. Um, yeah, that's um, September 9th. September 8th and 9th. September 8th and 9th. Yeah. Yeah, Friday and a Saturday, right? Right. Yeah, I always forget the Friday part of it. To me, it's just yeah. I have it by weekends, which all of my weekends are like booked for <laughs> for almost the entire rest of the uh, summer. <clears throat> so yeah, Silcon. Um, that's in Mattoon, Illinois. That's in Mattoon, Illinois, and so you got on board with that just mm -hmm. what the other day. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also have. The uh, Florida Paracon in August. That's uh, August 12th. And. Um, 12th. 12th. I, actually, I think it's 11th, 12th. Because Friday's the 11th, 12th is Saturday. Okay. Um, also, there is the Spook Show July 15th in Mattoon, Illinois. Um, that's also uh, Becky Castillo is putting that on the same as Silicon. And then um, July 29th, St. Albans uh, event in Virginia, which I'll be at. Um, there's also um, Indiana. What is the town? It's August 26th in Indiana. It's the Hannah House in Indiana, August 26th. And then um, I got to think of it. The Paranormal Outlet in Avon, New York is opening July 1st. I will be doing a book signing there July, or not July, August 19th, but they are also going to be um, um, stocking some of our books out there. So if you are in the Avon, New York area, which is south of Rochester, uh, go check it out. Okay, so my turn. Your turn. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Okay, so we're in June, all right? Okay, so July, I will be in... Um, Eastern Pennsylvania, spending the night in the Horse Fly Chronicles portal room, the night of July 13th. The 14th and 15th and 16th, I will be investigating in Staten Island, New York, a uh, missing persons case and the Cropsey legend at Willowbrook State Hospital and all over Staten Island. Um, the, 
Incidentally, there is a WitchCon <laughs> in oh, New York wow. uh, same weekend, and I ain't even gonna lie, if me and Julia can make it to it for a minute, best believe that's gonna happen. If it can. Um, August, oh, and then July 29th, I have a, a book signing, re uh, readings, and uh, lecture to give at Books and Brews here in Lexington, Oklahoma. I just got that uh, squared away. Uh, for anyone who's local in the area, um, August, uh, Lost Coast Paracon with Mike. Uh, September, I know me and Jana got something going on for life me. I can't fucking remember what it is. <laughs> I'm just going to have to go with that. We'll just see. Um, October, I will be in, me and Jana and Gray will be meeting up with Kim Neiman and investigating in Tinsdale, Arizona. Cool. And then in November, at, uh, in uh, Moundsville at, I think it's Moundsville, at uh, West Virginia Penitentiary. Yep. Yep. For That's the That's Moundsville. Yep. <laughs> very, very cool. Um, oh, and this did just happen today. Um, it's not an event, but it is an, investi an investigation, and that is next weekend, um, July 23rd. I will be with Ectovision Paranormal at St. Joseph's Hospital, just 10 minutes down the road here in Lorain, Ohio. So they invited me out to that one. They actually invited Shauna and I out to that, but Shauna is not going to be able to make it, unfortunately. Um, that super woody boy wants me to tie my damn hair back. Yeah. Well, we got a, we got one question here. This is from X Group Home Kid. Is it just me or is uh, Vanessa Mike's Vanessa Mike's sister by another Mister? Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And super woody boy, I will work on that, but I'm letting it dry. Cause I just got out of the shower, dude. So just chill, okay. <laughs> Plus, this is how I deal with my nerves. You people make me nervous. You can't tell it, but you do. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. So I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. That about wrapped um, it up for all of that stuff. <laughs> Apparently, my hair is a mess. Yeah. Oh, I see. I tie that damn <laughs> hair back. Yeah. He doesn't like me. You mad hatters, you guys are mad. <laughs> Said you mad hatters, you guys are mad. So uh, Snaggles who says, Mike, I have my ghosty sitting on my laptop. Awesome, it's a great place for the ghosty. Actually, what I usually do is I don't usually, I don't always have them sitting back here. I just have them sit back here for the show. But down here on the uh, on the tables where I usually have them, or when I'm on uh, road trips, he goes around the dashboard. So. Mine hasn't got to go on a road trip yet, but it's good. Yeah, okay, mine's sitting right back there. And I know I've been a little bit behind on some of the ghosty picks, um, but continue to send them in. You know, we'll we'll get them posted out there on the uh, on Ghosty's Facebook page, and um, and still, if you haven't picked up your ghosty yet, you gotta get your ghosties. So, um, yeah, ghosty. Man, I almost ran out of ghosties this past weekend at uh, at the Exchange Hotel. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people are getting their ghosties, and they're sending in the pics, and so I'll get them posted. I've been really busy. I know some of you have said that I look tired. <laughs> um, Tina Nichols was saying that this weekend. She was like, you look so tired. On That's what I was telling you. Just a little sleep. Oh, I can't say shit, because I don't sleep neither, but still, just a little. There's too much I have to get done. <laughs> I told I you, got, you know, I got some sleep last night. Um, yesterday, I, it's like I'm, I'm so behind on so much stuff right now 
because yesterday was like gone. Of course, I got up, went to work, did all that. Um, my uncle Bill was in town because his he was having a fiftieth uh, class reunion for college down in Dayton, and um, so my aunt had a gathering at her house last night with a bunch of family over. So I went to that, and by the time I got home from that. I was just beat. I, I checked a few things on uh, social media. I was chatting with Shauna a little bit. I was in the middle of typing her a message and totally just crashed right out. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, that's like what you and I were talking about before the show started. I have finally turned in my notice to my second job. Because I just can't. Oh, my God. Are you? Really? What? Shauna, you're talking about... She put in the chat about how I ran into a guardrail. I backed right into it. We were... Oh, my God. Okay. So, there's... We're doing what we what we do. You know, we go looking for cemeteries and, you know, we're looking for, like, the cool, you know, stone architecture and masonry and all that stuff. And we were actually on the way to a, a different one, which we never found. We discovered later on it was, like, way deep in the woods and we weren't going to get there. But we're driving to, um, I, guess, I think it was Whitehall. Yeah, and so we're driving past a cemetery. We're like, oh, there's a cemetery over there. And I should point this way, cemetery over there. And there was this one, it was a crypt, you know, a mausoleum. And it had, like, around the upper part of the door part was round. And from our angle, you couldn't see the bottom part of it, which was more rectangular. So it looked like a freaking hobbit hole, you know, in the side of this hill. Um... And so, awesome. and so, you know, I stopped the car and I'm backing up and I'm like, look over there. There's, you know, it's a, it's a hobbit hole, you know? And, and so <laughs> I'm just backing up the car so that we can go into the cemetery and boom, I backed the car right into the guardrail. Cause I wasn't watching. I'm like, we're looking at the hobbit hole. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and Shauna... Shana thought I had backed into a into a car, or a car had hit us, and so she was about to jump out and like haul off on whoever had hit us. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just me. <laughs> She's bitching. Cha <laughs> cha bitching. She's got to go party. Mama's almost done. Uh, cha cha. <laughs> she got me good. So. <laughs> most mad, most action Mama's had in a long time. Yes, it is. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. So, so yeah, I, I, I'm hitting inanimate objects with my car. You know what are you gonna do? Yeah. It's better than a person. Yo, know, my car is my car's kicking some butt. It has almost two hundred fifty thousand miles on it. I've got, I've got, I don't know how many more miles to drive on it this coming summer. It's gonna be crazy. I'm catching up to you. I'm catching up to you. Um, Snappletooth is asking, where do you send my ghosty picture? Okay, well, you can, a um, couple things you can do. You can send it to me through uh, through Facebook. Um, you can also send it to haunted at hauntedroadmedia.com. Um, that's probably the two best ways. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. Yep. <laughs> i got to take this dog out. All right. We're past time. <laughs> We're past time. We should wrap it up, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I still I still don't remember what the the final thing was that I was supposed to mention at the beginning of the show. It's not the end of the show. Oh well, we'll get to it next show. 
Yeah, and we'll put it on Facebook or whatever. We'll put it on Facebook. Uh, oh! 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 Here we go. Yeah, I remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. There, there are a number of you Mad Hatters that were very kind in offering to help out however you could with uh, with the channel and everything that we're doing here with with the rabbit hole and with Haunted Rogue Media and all that. Um, and I know I, I said, well, yeah, that'd be awesome. And I didn't really have any idea what you could do to help. Uh, but please go ahead and contact me again. Got some ideas. Uh, we've been chatting a little bit. And um, yeah, so go ahead and contact me again. Hit me up. Um, and uh, you know, I really appreciate you guys offering to to help with what we're doing here and um, certainly appreciate all of you and so go ahead and hit me up again and uh, we got some ideas so and uh, they've already huge 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 shout out to the shares the likes yeah. the um all of the work that y'all do on, on social media uh for mike and mine's benefit it does not go unnoticed yeah it is greatly, greatly appreciated. So, I mean, Unbelievably appreciated, and we love every last one of you for yep, doing it. Yep. Yeah, I, I love the, the tight community that, that we've been developing here. It's been oh, fantastic, yeah. and you know, just from being able to share each other's experiences and learn together, I think that's really the key, is that we're all learning together here about uh, things to do with the paranormal, with the supernatural, about each other. You know, it's, My big psycho family. There you go. All back here. <laughs> Um, Mike's wearing the wrong shirt. Go Clemson! No, this isn't Ohio, this isn't Ohio State football. Although I, I don't really get into college sports, but if I were to root for a college team, it would be Ohio State. But this is Ohio State reformatory. So since we're talking about haunt, haunted crimes tonight, I thought that would be an appropriate shirt. <laughs> and, Vanessa's busting the gut. <laughs> I'm okay. I do need some liquor. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> Vanessa has to take the dog for a walk. I'm sweating my ass off because the, the AC isn't running. Um, so, you know, Mike's ghosting needs insurance. Mike's ghosting needs a sock. <laughs> So, all right, everybody. So, for Vanessa Hogo, for shout out. Wait a second. I'm forgetting. What? The shout outs. Oh, shit. Shit. Okay. <laughs> so, while Super Woody Boy is reminding us, the dog has to pee. Well, the dog's going to have to wait for the shout outs. Okay, real quick. Here we go. Because we, we have to do this. So, of course, yeah. <laughs> and Shauna's telling you to breathe, by the way. So, of course, there's our chat shenanigator, Shauna. Uh, Charby Vapes and Fly, thank you very much. Mandy and Joyce, thank you for getting up super late hours, middle of the night in the UK for the show. Um, did we have Robert White out there tonight? Um, our buddy from did Australia? Yeah, I didn't see him tonight. Um, Tammy Heitzman, of course, thank you for all of your commentary this evening. Donna Gorton, thank you always. Um, Tammy Sifford, thank you as well, always. Um, uh, Linz was out here tonight. Linz White, thank you very much. Uh, Bethany Warner, thank you uh, for your questions. Uh, Ectovision Paranormal, Sean Gilmore, thank you. And he was wondering if you're okay, Vanessa. 
Yeah, Ether Shadow, thanks for stopping in again, joining us. Andrew Cox, of course. Um, I'm pretty sure he was talking. He was he was talking a few different locations this evening in the chat. Uh, Neo three seventy. Oh, that's um, shoot, that's uh, Joy Shaw. Joy, thanks for uh, joining the chat tonight. I didn't even. Joy's awesome. Joy's very cool. Uh, so now go to seventy five. Thank you very much. Uh, for your questions, and Vanessa will be in touch. <laughs> Tammy uh, Sipper needs to stop. Uh -oh. <laughs> Diane ahead. Hilbert, thank you very much for, as always, joining us this evening. Uh, Donna Buxbaum, um, it sounds like uh, Donna's going to hook up Shauna with Limp Mansion. That's awesome. Scott Latea, thanks for joining us oh, again. What's that? I can meet you there. Well... They'll, they'll get it figured out. <laughs> um, Scott Latea says, call 1-800-GHOSTY. I say 15% by switching. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. Uh, a couple more here. Maybe, 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 maybe. Oh, Joanne Rubino, thank you for joining us again tonight. Okay, do we have any more? I, I know there's a lot of people that were through the chat there's all night long. Jin, there was a Jin L who said goodnight at one point. <laughs> Jin L. Did I ever say Super Woody Boy? I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. You got Lynn's in there. You got Donna. Yeah. Gordon, you got a bomb, Tammy. Oh, uh, Janet was in there earlier, too. And I know Gwen was in there earlier, too. So, okay, we'll end with that. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, that'll do it for us this evening. So, for Vanessa Hogel and Shauna Wankel down in the chat room, I'm Mark Ricksecker. You guys have a good evening. <laughs>